you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live! Huh. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In The Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. We had an empty arena SmackDown tonight, man. It was a blast. It was fun. This was the this was probably my favorite SmackDown of the Fox era. Oh, without a doubt. Probably by far. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. And I'm still deciding on who I'm going to put on our thumbnail, but I kind of want it to be Triple H yeah, carrying was, a camera. He was the MVP. He was totally the MVP. You can kind of tell this show was happening under his purview. Um, it was loose. It felt very much like a house show. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the chemistry between himself and Michael Cole was fantastic. Added a lot to the proceedings. Uh, and he kind of set off with his mission statement at the very beginning. Yeah. Which is essentially, hey, we know stuff's crazy right now. You can watch this for a couple hours. Take your mind away from all the madness that's going on in the outside world. Yeah. And he said, it's like he took that per- that responsibility personally and it's like if no one else, I mean, and he, later on he says this, like everybody that shows up here, there's no fans here. We all know why. They're all st- still out here delivering a show for you to entertain you. And it just felt like he was leading the charge in that respect. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, yeah, there's there's crazy stuff going on in the outside world. We have a mission. We have a job. We're going to do this job. And uh, if I have to, I'm going to put this whole show on my back and carry it, essentially. That's mm-hmm. how it felt to me. Yeah. Just from the very beginning, just the way he was loose. Uh, 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 charismatic as all hell, um, having an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if before the show, he gave, I imagine he might have gave the, the, the crew a bit of a pep talk. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed to permeate the whole show. Everybody just seemed to like, everybody seemed relaxed. That was, that was the big difference, man. It's like, everything that's going on, people flying in for this show, Dana Bryan had to fly cross country. Yeah. Everybody was so relaxed. I know. I know. That, no, that's absolutely. Uh, I just want to point this out real quick. Are we going to fly uh, uh, by the seat? Yeah, of the we pants are. There? <laughs> okay. Oops. All right. Um, usually we do a backup recording. It's totally fine. Well, we got this as our backup. We recording. got there. You go. Yeah. No, these actually export pretty nicely. Um, so no, I, I hundred, I hundred and ten percent agree with you, man. I thought that it, it felt so loose and it felt so relaxed. Even dude, even the backstage segments. Uh-huh felt better they felt more relaxed like baron corbin and elias going at it on a regular smackdown it just feels so stiff and i'll 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 pose this to you now i imagine the parts of the show were written in advance um uh you know obviously there would not be the same number of producers agents yes 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 depending on what the limit upper limit and that's probably why they had to run the elimination chamber matches because all right we've all right, we, we got our limit for the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a situation where, say, Sasha and Bailey were in the opening segment, the first match in Alexa and Nikki, if once they're done and they're out the door, can you bring in four of the people? Mm-hmm. You know, is, 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 is the limit the limit when you start something? I just don't know. Yeah. You know, um, but I would suspect uh, there had to be a lot of last-minute rewrites. The people that we saw there tonight... That was like, and, and then, you know, obviously a couple of camera guys. I mean, you see them also. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are, there's probably a production truck, oh, yeah. obviously, because yeah. it has to go out to a place. Yeah. They're yeah. not streaming on OBS. And like there will us. be producers and technical guys. But and stuff I like that. really doubt, I honestly doubt that, like, okay, so producers, guys who put together matches. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there, I think Adam Pierce said that he was going to be there yeah. for specifically, I think, 205. Yeah, maybe. 205 runs afterwards. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure there were, there were people back there. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if the talent. I'm not sure about Alexa and Sasha because apparently they don't get along. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. That might be a work too. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if the talent had more say with what they had to do. Oh, totally. Honestly, man, it it reminded me. It's 
again, you know, because it's an easy point of comparison, but I think it's apropos, I get the feeling that AEW is a bit like that, you know, how like yeah, it's a yeah. bit more relaxed. It is. And, and, and we, we've heard that going into it. They weren't going to have writers. Right. Yeah. Um, that talent were at least partially, uh, if not solely responsible for their, their promos, at least, if not a majority of their creative. Anthony F says it, it felt almost like SmackDown through the lens of NXT. Even NXT doesn't feel that. Loose no, this anymore. felt like mixed match challenge. It did, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's, that's what a it good, felt like. Yeah, that's a in good. In terms of, point of these these performers' actual personality and actual charisma, yeah, uh, translate through the the lens on the camera into our screens. Yeah, yeah. So much of the promo work on Raw and SmackDown feels so stilted. And I especially with Triple H, whenever you know when Elias was at the booth, when Sammy especially was at the booth, he was throwing him curveballs because he was just there to have a good time. He yeah. was bar- he was jokingly burying the talent left and right. Yeah, and it was hilarious. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I wish they'd, you know, they'd learn a bit of a lesson. Something tells me that, you know, raw is going to be maybe a little tighter yeah, and then the next SmackDown is going to be a little tighter, tighter than that. And it's going to week by week, slowly, but surely start to feel more like the usual televised product. Maybe. It's maybe. sort of like that SmackDown when pretty much everybody was stuck in Saudi Arabia, how that felt loose. Yeah, totally. It's because it kind of felt like they were, you know, just flying by the seat of their pants. It's going to be weird having Austin there. In the I know, building, I know with the, you know, the glass breaks, and then you're, you're. I'm used to like I'm so used to he- hearing the glass break, and, and then people pop. explode. I know people just explode. I know. So, uh, anyways, I want to give a quick shout out here to some new. So we do these podcasts, of course. Obviously, they go up on YouTube, but they're also live on uh, the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, and so there, we've got a couple of new subscribers: uh, the Saber Stream, uh, Anthony F. Uh, Joy Bear, uh, let's see here. We got some bits from The Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Thank you, Enforcer. Uh, we've got 69 bits from Pixel Purgatory. Thank you. Nice. Primetime Henry Harris, subscriber. Thank you. Uh, a Dark Moon, new subscriber. Uh, Mr. Dope, uh, Ryan Joswiak, uh, Zero Cochran. So thanks, everybody, for that. Thank uh, you, thank you, thank Orn you. Pull, thanks for that. I'm so old. I'm looking through all this stuff here. And then also we got a couple new patrons, patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers over there, including $5 a month. You get five bonus episodes every single week up today. More of us just painstakingly playing Southpaw wrestling DLC. Miserable experience. It's, it's soul sucking, man. It's Uh, terrible. New patron. uh, Be endlessly frustrated. Heath Thompson and Mitch Bergeron. Thank you. Thank you very much thank for your you, support. Thank we you, definitely thank you, thank appreciate you. it. So let's hop right into this episode. Sure. So it kicked off with Triple H up in the crow's nest. Um, you know, he says this is the, the WWE Performance Center. Kind of did a brief montage of what the Performance Center is. He described this is where the uh, the, 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 the future stars of tomorrow's WWE are made today. It's very Triple H NXT. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. And then that's when he segued to, to was like, hey, but this is why we're here. Give an opportunity. Forget about your troubles. And allows us to do what we do best, entertain you. I wonder if if an element of that, things being loose, and then I, I do kind of feel like they're probably going to sort of clamp down a little bit. Because on you know we're still, regardless of how Mania shakes out, for their intents and purposes tonight, they are still on the road to WrestleMania in some way, shape, or form. Yep. And so that's going to continue to be the theme. But I do kind of wonder if tonight was setting the stage for, hey, you know what? There's no toilet paper on the shelves. People are going kind of crazy right now. All so much entertainment is being shut down. Um, let's keep the let's intentionally keep it on the lighter side. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's one element of him joking around so much because he did specifically say, "Let us do what we do best. Put a smile on your face." And mm-hmm. maybe that's why there was nothing that was too controversial or you know, "Hey, we're going to ram this down your no, throat." No, and thing. like the only thing that kind of got heavy was towards the end with Bray and Cena, which I thought was great. And I, people love that stuff. People love that stuff. Uh, so the first talents out were Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, that's when Triple H joined Mike Cole on commentary. They're going back and forth. The report the whole night was Michael fantastic. Cole is cracking up. I mentioned this because especially yeah. during the Mojo stuff, but like Triple H picking on Michael Cole like oh, it was man. the DX days. It's so good, and you just get the feel. And Michael Cole's chuckling the entire time. Yeah, yeah. You get the feeling that this has been going on for twenty years now, yeah, and it's never stopped. Because Michael Cole apparently is it works really it works extensively with NXT. Yeah. And even when the cameras aren't rolling, this mm-hmm. is probably a heavy part of their relationship. Mm-hmm. 
and we got to see it on camera. Yeah, it was pretty good. Every opportunity, like Triple H, like market putting in the marker for that the is. soul patch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was great. Oh, it was, it was just, it was Triple H, and he was, ah, oh, he was so good. It was good. So uh, Triple H and my Cole are interrupted by Bailey. Uh, she says, "Hey, we're still the face of SmackDown." Sasha says, "Regardless number of fans here, zero, seventy thousand, hundred thousand, ten thousand, uh, whatever is the case, uh, we are not even not close. even close. The face of this show, and it says it's fitting." That we're here at the Performance Center, the house that we built. Mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey, not Stephen Larson, although you've been there. It's, I have been there. It's their house. I had to tell my wife. I was like, Lacey, I've been there before. And she's like, I know Stephen. Yeah. And uh, said, it's their house, ha. Huh? And they say, hey, where's Paige at? And, Trip- and they uh, say, hey, Triple H, you have, you have her number, don't you? <laughs> and then rather than Triple H, like, yeah, she had travel issues. He's like, yeah, Cole, where's Paige at? <laughs> yeah, Cole, where's Paige at? And Cole would say, yo, she had travel issues. And, While and he's such. laughing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, anyways, Alexa and Nikki Cross come out to the stage. Uh, they said they uh, called out Oscar and Kyrie. They really got in response, even though they kind of did on Raw. Uh, said, but if uh, Sasha and Bailey are willing to shut their mouths and fight, they want to fight. Bailey grabbed the mic back. To say to accept the challenge, and Triple H said, "Oh, you, you, I don't really feel like she had to do that." <laughs> He's sitting there making fun of everything. Oh, the best line was like when Oscar came out. It's like, "Oh, she ran it through the crowd. No one could see her." <laughs> oh man, that I was love, really no, good. I like when he made fun of his alleged. According to Dave Meltzer, demotion. Oh yeah, because he's he's changed. They, he's he made. They've, he's got a new title. He's got like a new title, and then according to I think according to Meltzer, somebody like the talent now report to somebody else. Mm. Like Carano reports to somebody else, and so it's oh, yeah, been. He, he, it, he said, "I work hard, even though I work hard, even though I've been demoted. Even though I've been demoted, I work really hard. Yeah, exactly. I work even more now that I've been demoted. I think. Yeah, that's what he said, and it was just it was a shot at you know the dirt sheet saying mm-hmm. this, and I don't know. I kind of feel like, look, I know that Dave has his sources and everything. I kind of feel like this is one of those silly things where if you're not within the corporate structure, you, you don't understand. No, just because we got a new title and, and certain people that were reporting to you aren't reporting to you anymore doesn't mean that. It's a yeah, I know. I know. It's it's silly. Uh, so, anyways, um, so then we got a tag match: Sasha and Bailey taking on uh, 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 Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. Uh, Sasha and Bailey are in control for a while. Alexa is the one that's being isolated. Uh, at one point, Sasha's gloating to somebody. Um, Alexa rolls her up, gets two. Sasha hits drop kick. Heels get the regain the advantage. Uh, Sasha goes for her, her double knees in the corner. Bliss gets out of the way of that. Gets the tag to Nikki. Uh, she drops Sasha the bulldog. Knocks Bailey off the apron. Goes for a tornado DDT. Sasha pushes her off. Goes for Meteora. Cross counters with the roll up. Sasha kicks out. Uh, Cross retains the upper hand. However, hits the top rope cross body. Pins, Bailey breaks that up, and that's when Oscar runs in through the crowd. Through the crowd, couldn't no one see, could see her. her. Nobody could see her. She's down to ringside. She throws Alexa into the ring steps. Yeah. This distracts Nikki. Yeah. While Sasha coming from behind, hit backstabber. And then Oscar did this really big statement. Oh, this the dance was great. Awesome dance up on the ramp. Fantastic. She's the best thing right now. Uh, and then Triple H said that he was leaving. Yeah. He said he was leaving. I was bummed out, man. I was, I was live tweeting the whole thing. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and you know everybody that I was tweeting with was like, "Man, that's a real bummer. He's gone." Because apparently, at the begin- towards the beginning of the broadcast, I missed this, but Cole said there's going to be a rotating yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, second man. Yeah, uh, but that didn't happen. And I just wonder if I mean, do you f- well, Vince was probably there. I mean, he was in Tampa two days ago, so he maybe. Pro- I, I just think that maybe somebody was like, "Man, this is too good." Yeah, just keep stay up. There. Maybe they know because SmackDown was trending pretty pretty yeah, heavily yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah. Just keep Triple H there. Yeah. Roll with the hot hand. Yeah. So uh, after that, we had a Roman Reigns interview. This was kind of funny because even Sasha and Bailey did this. They are so used to coming out and acknowledging fans. And it's it's an obvious thing to look around and acknowledge that you're in an empty arena. Mm -hmm. It just looks like your standard entrance where you're acknowledging fans. Yeah. Because he's like looking around. And it's like I know he's trying to betray that it feels weird, it feels weird to be an but it just kind of felt like Roman yeah, yeah. acknowledging fans. Yeah, uh, I thought this was really good for Roman. I just he seemed like he was picking up his pace a little bit. Mm-hmm. If he just kind of taking a breath, slow himself it's down a little bit. It's a weird situation. It is totally. It's a really weird situation. Just you know, how crazy is that though? It's one of those things where it's like, so the, the very few times I think we did it twice, where you and I did the IGA awards. Yeah, or the IGAs rather. It's redundant. And we're out there in front of, I don't know, 400 people or well, that or people. Or, or, e, or E3. Or E3. When we're doing the live stream stuff. But with E3, 
it was like easier to do the awards because there's so many people there as opposed to just like 20 people yeah. who you know and you're really good friends with or yeah. they're your bosses. Yeah. I wonder if this is that kind of situation where for him at this point it's easier to do it in front of 10,000 people. I mean, I guess I felt like E3 was easier to an extent because I didn't have, any, I didn't have any, as many eyeballs directly on me at the moment. I didn't like E3. It was the illusion that no one was watching still. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't feel like there was as much pressure. See, for me, it was the opposite. For me, E3, it's like the bosses are here, like my, my, my coworkers are here, and we're going out and we're live. And on top of that, we were doing like you know, stuff that we weren't really good at. No. Whereas the IGAs were already like we had maybe a drink or two, and we just go out there and we present. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I thought that was a little bit easier. Uh, so first, he's, he's kind of asked or says he's been up and down. Uh, last year or so for him. And he says, it feels good to be back near the main event, he says. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Cole asks, well, w- w- how do you feel when fans saying, oh, Roman Reigns, here he is just putting himself in the main event again. Roman says he's been main eventing shows for four years uh, in small towns, large cities all around this country. Why not Mania? Uh, and the Roman, <laughs> this is great, uh, Cole says, uh, we're building this a spear versus spear. And then Goldberg said something like he's going to run through. He's going to bulldoze. He's going to bulldoze reins. Yeah. And Roman says, "Well, Goldberg went to Georgia. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he even knows what a bulldozer is." <laughs> Laughs a little bit. That was um, and Roman says he just broke it down here. Says, uh, uh, "I got no time for part timers. Yeah. I'm dedicated to my craft. I'm dedicated to this business. I've been groomed for this since I was young. I've mastered the nuances of it, of this whole thing." And I'm gonna whoop Goldberg's ass and set this place right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the? Uh, I don't know where it's from. Maybe Ride Along or something. The the Seth and Roman video where they were cutting promos on each other but complimenting each other. No, that it's sounds so funny. good. That sounds funny. It's so good. It sounds like that clip from Atlanta that I've seen. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, I was sort of curious, and I know that they ran a commercial <clears throat> for like Becky Shayna, and they mentioned Mania April fifth, but I don't remember. I don't. I don't recall Michael Cole saying April 5th oh, I didn't. or anywhere on the SmackDown broadcast. I, I, was, I was sort of keeping an ear yeah. open for that. They ran like a pre a, 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 a commercial thing, I think. Uh, after that, uh, Cesaro. Oh, it's uh, Kayla. Yeah. And uh, she's she's, doing an interview. She's she's like in a. I don't say equipment room. It's like a, a like a, a, the bowels of the performance center, I guess. Probably. Like know, stock room or something. Stock rooms, all sorts of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, so she is preparing for an interview. Cesaro introduces Sammy, and then Kayla's like, Hold up, you're not scheduled for this interview. You've been bumped. Because Sammy's like, Wait, I thought this was our time. Yeah. He said, No, you've been bumped. And Sammy's like, It's all right. Just, we can just go celebrate some more. Yeah. No problem. That title looks good on him, man. It does. That title looks so good on him. This is the first of two times where Sammy was uh, misinformed. Because later <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I didn't know Triple H was going to be here. It was in my show notes. Yeah. And Triple H goes, you need to get the newest draft and the throws the papers at him. <laughs> Good. Uh, turns out the interview was for Jeff Hardy. Uh, he says he's happy to be back. Uh, he's found he's got a lot of important things to do still in WWE. Corbin interrupts him. Mm-hmm. Says things have changed. You got a benevolent king here. Ooh, uh, yeah, and then this... Cor- Corbin teases him. Saying, this uh, was actually pretty funny. It was. He says, what are you going to do tonight? What awesome thing are you going to do tonight? Walk, Walk in a straight, straight line. line? Are you going to say the alphabet backwards? Are you going to take one finger on your uh, out and put I'm not going to touch my nose and touch the tip of your <laughs> nose. You ever have to do a sobriety test? Nope. Yeah, I have. I have. It was like one time I was coming back from a bar uh, that I was dead sober. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a long, long the time one ago. Time in your life, in your lifetime, where you left the bar and you yeah, I phrase you it like drunk. that. I totally <laughs> did. Uh, no, it was ages like fifteen years ago again, uh, and yeah, like I didn't do it a lot, but once is too many times. I imagine that's the anxiety of it would be enough to. But the one put time pressure on you to not look like you're sober. But the one time, the one time that I actually got pulled over coming out of that bar, I was dead sober because I was good. literally just dropping something off. I had like a, a taillight out. Oh. And, uh, and I had to do the flow. They were like, oh, are you, are you coming from the bar? I was like, yeah. I was like, but I didn't drink anything. It was, all right, you want to get out of the car? I was like, yeah, okay, why not? I could kill this test right now. Wow. And I did. Did the alphabet and everything. What, backwards? Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm uh, sober. No, I was like singing and everything. Um, 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. And uh, doing cartwheels in a straight line. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, yeah, don't drink and drive, kid. No, don't do it. And at that point, I was like, I, I'm not going to drink and drive again. Mm-hmm. This was before Uber, though, man. I don't know how anybody can get a DUI these days. I don't know how yeah, anybody know. can get I that. I know. Go on your phone, someone pick you up. Seriously. Um, so, anyways, Jeff's uh, the culmination of all this Corbin trash talk says, oh, I got a match. He, I guess he didn't hear who it was, who it was against. And Corbin goes, no, no. Jeff Hardy says, it's against you. What? So, he leaves. You hear Elias Strum. He steps up. He goes, hey, uh, Baron, I got a song for you. And Baron's like, I, I, I don't have time for this. I don't want to hear it. And uh, Elias says, it'll only take a st- second. Mm-hmm. And yet, Corbin storms off. I don't have time for this. I'm leaving. Again, it just, it, I don't know. Something about it just felt loose. It felt free. The timing felt better. It did. It totally did. Uh, after that, we see Daniel Bryan backstage. He runs into Drew Gulak. He wants to talk to Drew. He's like, man. And Drew's like kind of bummed out. But he's like, dude, Drew, I'm serious with what I said, and I wish they ran that great promo of Daniel Bryan's where he talks about blood and guts. Over, it was great. But maybe they didn't want to advertise blood and guts for AEW. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, dude, I'm serious. I had that match. We went. We did that match, and you were able to find every weakness of mine. And you had a counter for everything I did. Yeah. And he's like, I'm serious. If you're willing, I'm. I want you to teach me. He says, my neck still hurts from last week. Which, yeah, no crap. Yeah, no kidding. You got dumped on your head. So the uh, RS Collective interrupts. Sammy says, hey, it wasn't that long ago that I offered you a spot with us, Daniel Bryan, and now I'm Intercontinental Champion, and now you, Daniel Bryan, are asking for wrestling tips from a nobody. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Bryan steps up to Sammy. Cesaro gets in his face. They make a match for the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew is like, nobody, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, cut back to Adam Cole. Uh, Cole says, hey, Triple H, you're the boss here. You can make this match official. And Triple H Smith says, watch that awesome promo from Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. That's so good. He's just basically openly mocking the fact that Nakamura should probably be like WWE champ at this point. <laughs> and he's just standing there next to Sami Zayn. Oh, that's great. It was great. Uh, then they replayed the uh, SmackDown Tag Team title match for Elimination Chamber. I don't know if it was in its entirety, but they played a good portion. Of it. Oh, God, this was long. It was long. This was really and long. Triple H uh, even made a, a joke about the length and saying that uh, Michael Cole went to the Elimination Chamber, the NXT, uh, or <laughs> the performance center. center. Yeah. The potty. He meant yeah. the potty. He, meant he did a poopy or yeah. a peepee. Yeah, he had to go to the potty. For as long as that was, it could have been like, you know, an extended poop. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I assume, again, you know, we sort of mentioned 
chance i'm sure there's a there's like an official reason they had to throw this together who knows if it's a matter of well there's so many producers you can you can have in the yeah. building there's so many people to put together matches you know uh they're probably just figuring this stuff out to the last minute so i understand why they would do something like this. i mean here's the thing I hope they understand that these empty arena matches are, are pretty interesting to watch. They're mm -hmm. pretty fun. Mm -hmm. um, it, present, it does present a new challenge to the wrestlers because they can't yell out their spots. You know what I mean? I mean, look, indie wrestlers have to do this all the time, and they pull it off perfectly. Yep. But uh, this could have been, I can understand going into this, you don't know that it's going to work. Yeah. You have no idea if having, I mean, because how many matches were there tonight? Three? Something like that, yeah. You had uh, the women's tag match. You had Nakamura. I'm sorry. You had uh, Daniel Bryan Cesaro, and then yeah, you had the main event. Hardy and Corbin, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Hardy. So what, was that four matches? One. No, the main event was three. Uh, Corbin. Yeah, three. Three. Um, yeah, the main event was that Baron Corbin match. Uh, if you have, if you book six matches, you don't know if 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 this empty arena thing is going to work. Yeah, that's a lot of matches yeah. for just to crap out a turd on Fox. Yeah, no. you know what I mean. Yeah, I understand why they did it. Oh, I totally did. It too. took away from what was real a really really fun broadcast. I understand it. Yeah, I understood it too. Hopefully then they understand that you don't need to do that, you know? Well, and also you get it, you know, if it's a personnel thing. If too. it's a personnel thing you do, you know. Yeah. Or maybe it's a situation where given what's going on in the outside world, they don't want to work the guys too guys and the men and women. That's a good point too. Too hard to That's a good especially point if they too. hop on planes and travel. Somebody so. else made a point on Twitter. I mean, they look, they're required to have EMTs mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a number of EMTs that are required for a certain number of competitors. Yeah, I don't know. And it could very well be that they are in short supply right now. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that might be a reason. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. don't know. Oh, one thing that we did find out, thanks to Sean Rossap from Fightful Select, you should go subscribe to that, is that the women were not wrestling during the commercial break. But Daniel Bryan and Cesaro were. They were. And I wonder if that decision was made late because this broke like right after the tag match. Somehow, Sean Rossap got uh, footage of like the maybe closed circuit broadcast or yeah, a local, I don't know, the in-house no. thing. This kind of actually bummed me out because WWE, they're, look, it's WWE. They're big, giant, billion-dollar corporation, right? Mm -hmm. But like these competitors are out there. They're confused leading up to it. Yeah. They're there to put on a good show. I don't blame them going to commercial and not wanting to take more bumps. I don't blame them. No. I don't blame WWE for not wanting them to do that. No. So then somebody grabs some footage of what's going on during the commercial and it could be perceived by some as looking bad. Yeah. Not by me, not by you. No. Um, it is fascinating to see. Now that's how it's produced, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, I don't know. It's it kind of like, I don't know. It's like now somebody might get in trouble or they're going to, like, because of that, maybe Cesaro and Daniel Bryan then had to take more bumps because somebody was like, hey, somebody released that on Twitter. Yeah. Let's have them wrestle through the commercials. I know. I know. You know we'll, what I mean? Hopefully it was just a uh, rest holds. Yeah, I was kind of bummed out that that leaked out. Yeah. Kind of bummed out. Yeah. But whatever. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so after the uh, chamber match replay, uh, we had a Miz and Morrison promo, and they were really playing up to the, the empty uh, arena. Um, and they, they're asking the crowd some questions like if anybody here doesn't think that we're the best tag team or who here doesn't think that Miz is a top wrestling technician or who here doesn't think that uh, 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 oh, what's Morrison's movie called? Boone? Yeah, the bounty hunter isn't like the highest possible cinematic achievement mm -hmm. and the Miz interrupts and says me because Marine three through a thousand um, and Miz says there'll be no booing tonight no you suck chance although uh, Morrison or the other way around. Yeah, Morrison did. You suck. You suck. Um, said they don't need a chant because we're not here to pander to cheering fans. We're just here for these, the belts. Yeah. But then they go into their chant. Yeah. But then the greatest part about this is what Triple H said. You know, it's like they're really, really comfortable in front of no audience reaction. It's like they get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Oh, God damn. Just sitting there burying him, just trolling the crap on Fox. On SmackDown on Fox, he's sitting there trolling the talent. So good. <laughs> Damn it. Why didn't he just wear a DX shirt? I know. Why didn't he just wear Bring HBK over. That'd be great. Have them on commentary. Somebody mentioned this in our in our Twitch chat here. If we don't get God dang it, oh. how great would it be if Austin yeah, opens two, Raw? Two man power trip, man. And then joins Cole and Triple H at commentary. Fantastic. We gotta start a petition, man. To get Austin two man power trip on commentary, 
Oh, that'd be brilliant. Dang MQ said, I want to shame this to appear at night so that Triple H can make fun of him. Oh, man, that's a that's great so point. That'd been really good. That's a great point. That'd been really good. Uh, so next, we have uh, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak come down the ring, go to commercial, come back, and there's a shot of Michael Cole. Well, it turns out Triple H is the one manning the camera. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, my broadcast partner is missing right now. Hey, Cole! <laughs> he's all zooming in and out. That's so funny. He's like, just don't get the bald spot, Triple H. Oh, so good. That was so good. <laughs> There's a camera on Triple H with the camera. so good. We're understaffed right now, Cole. I got to do this. You gotta, one person got to do two jobs. Oh, man. So Mike Cole throws to the uh, WB backstage segment where they talk about Gronk maybe being a WB. Out comes Mojo to join Cole and Triple H. Uh, he, Mojo is asked, and apparently he's Gronk's best friend. Uh, Mojo breaks the news. Gronk is coming to WWE. There's nothing officially signed. However, Gronk will be on SmackDown next week. Uh, Mojo gets on Cole to get hype, starts pushing him. Triple H joins him, too. They're pushing Cole from both sides to get hype. Um, it was the most action ever. It really was. Hey, is there anybody in WWE right now happier than Mojo? Because I thought for sure, dude, I thought for sure, I'm like, no, he's not a D. Like, they're not going to put him with Gronk in any capacity. They're not even going to reference that. They got him back oh, in a yeah. Zubaz suit. Zubaz suit, hell yeah, man. The most obnoxious one, too. It's white with, like, the... It's the bright pink. The, like, the salmon bright... Yeah. It's like an it's like a fluorescent salmon. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I didn't know that color existed. And he looks so happy. I know. They got rid of the broken mirror crap. Thank goodness. He's just getting hyped now. Yeah, man. So then uh, Mojo leaves and Cole asks Triple H, hey, do I get a bonus for that? And Triple H goes, no. No, you don't get bonuses around here. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, uh, man. So then we get a, a brief uh, Intercontinental title win for a recap for Sammy. He joins commentary. Uh, he's going out with Triple H quite a bit. It's pretty good. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, we go to commercial. He come says, back. He says, "I remember you in NXT. You know, getting beat by, beaten up by Shinsuke Nakamura, getting beat up by that guy right there, Cesaro." And I was just thinking to myself, if people knew how annoying he is in real life, how great would they love? They would love it so much to see him get beat up all the time. <laughs> and now we get to see it. <laughs> uh, we go to commercial. Come back. We see some picture in picture of some action taking place during the commercial. Uh, Cesaro has the advantage. Does that uh, deadlift superplex? Gets a two. Um, he charges Daniel, or he sends Daniel Bryan to the corner. Daniel Bryan does a thing where he walks up stair, uh, the the turnbuckles, j jumps over him, hits a clothesline on Cesaro. Gulak gives him some notes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Daniel Bryan implemented him. He did yes kicks. Yeah, he alternated feet. <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, I did. That was okay, good, good stuff. Good. Uh, so Daniel Bryan charges Cesaro. Cesaro hits a pop up European uppercut. Uh, Daniel Bryan kicks out of that pin. Cesaro transitions right into a cross face. Brian rolls him up. Cesaro counters with a roll up. And then Daniel Bryan rolls him up again for the win. As soon as that bell rings, Nakamura's in the ring attacking Daniel Bryan. Uh, Gulak's in there to make the save. Uh, he locks a guillotine, looked like on Cesaro. Nakamura and Sammy attack him. They toss him out of the ring, bounce him off the announce table, toss him into the ring steps. And Daniel Bryan takes out Nakamura with a suicide dive. And since they only have like two refs, they couldn't have a bunch of refs come down and break it up. So Artist Clutch is like, all right, we're content now, dude. We might. I don't know. I'm. I'm assuming now that he is Intercontinental Champion. I'm assuming that Sami Zayn is fully cleared to wrestle. I'm assuming the shoulder stuff is has been cleared. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, this might be better than Brian Gulak at WrestleMania. This is Brian being taught by Gulak to get the Intercontinental Championship off Sami for WrestleMania. And assuming Daniel Bryan does get that belt, what is Gulak going to want? That's going to be his payment. He wants a title a shot. shot. Man, that's good. That's I actually know. really good. good. It is good. Who do you think booked that? Was that Pritchard? No, it's Daniel Bryan. <laughs> he does all his own stuff. Uh, He's like, look, Bruce, just give me the Artist Collective. Give me Gulak. He probably rolls up to him and says, hey, chat me up, Bruce. <laughs> hey, chat me up, Bruce. Hey, chat me up, Bruce. Rumor innuendo is you don't know what to do with the Artist R Collective. Rumor innuendo is you know, uh, there's no uh, no contender for uh, Sammy's title. And rumor in any window is... Uh, what if I uh, roll tied up to him and uh, uh, challenge him for that belt? By the way, uh, that guy, Drew Gulak over there, I want him with me too. Man. It's totally right, that's good. too much going on here. Fine, fine, just do it. It's like, this is all good stuff. That's what Bruce is saying. Starting yeah. to write this down. <laughs> uh, after that, yeah, it was a bit where uh, Triple H is in Michael Cole's face and was like, <laughs> wow, you look terrible. Makeup lady did a terrible job. Look, the, you can see a bunch of gray in your, fl in your uh, flavor saver there. Let me color that in with uh, Sharpie. Holy crap. It was really good. Next, Jeff Hardy versus Baron Corbin. I was helping my wife with something. I step outside in the commercial break before this match thinking, I got like five minutes. It was really quick. Come back, match over. Yeah, it was really quick. 
Jeff Hardy one with a uh, so he got it. He hit the twist of fury. Yeah, the the newly dubbed twist of fury. But then he actually got the win with the, the swanton. The swanton. Gotcha. Wait, did he actually hit the the, the twist of fate? I don't know. I think he did. Okay. Anyways, that's just a secret. I was outside for like five minutes. Yeah, no, I, I I actually watched the match and I can't remember it because you take the notes. Yeah, uh, I got another Triple H promo from the Crow's Nest. Yeah, he, he got serious again. He's like, oh crap, Cena's here. You yeah. can't handle Cena. He's not gonna go wit for wit with Cena. That's for sure. They should have had Triple H do that uh, interview. Oh yeah. Hey John, you gonna take on Fat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? <laughs> Look at the tubby guy. You, you can take, take on. You can take on Husky. <laughs> <laughs> you can take on Husky. <laughs> No. Oh, man. Uh, so he's up there. It's like, you know, essentially, hey, it's conspicuous in their amp- absence is perhaps the most important th- part of the thing. What we do, the fans, you, uh, but we're still performing for you at home watching this. Uh, all the stars are, are putting it all out there tonight mm-hmm. uh, to entertain each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. And then finally, yes, uh, John Cena interview with Michael Cole. Um, this was interesting. Cena's approach to uh, countering uh, essentially, the idea that Bray says that Cena is directly responsible for the creation of the Fiend, which is uh, Cena says there's been a long list of people who blame their own failures on John Cena, and he loves Cena's to use latest. He loves to use wrestling lingo. Sorry, Fiend is this? I think I said Cena as in Cena Fiend, but Fiend Cena is Fiend. Just, Ooh, just the latest. That'd be great to see that. Um, uh, he says uh, that list of names is filled with a lot of potential. And he says pot- potential can make you lazy and can make you believe your own hype. Mm-hmm. And he straight up says why it got lazy yeah. after that loss. Yeah. Pin the blame on Cena. And then Cena says, uh, you know, I say I, I, I have a lot of setbacks. And everybody says, why? You win all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he lists off uh, a lot of high-profile defeats in his career. <laughs> yeah. There's at least five of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And same number of moves he has. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he says, the reason no one says Cena got buried is because Cena only blames himself for his losses and adapts and evolves. Yeah. Cena loves to, like, try to bury his own career. It's the, it's a masterful bit. Just like the ruthless aggression stuff, you yeah. know. I, uh, my, the beginning of my WWE career was nothing but failure, you know. And uh, I just look at myself. I just look at myself. And they told me the... Uh, Usually two rounds of cuts. I was in the next round of one cuts. Me, one right before Christmas, and they told me, uh, you're in the next round of cuts. This was October. <laughs> I'm watching them. I was like, I don't think they tell people two months in advance they're going to get fired. <laughs> Unless they did things differently uh, back then. Evidently, evidently. Um, so then he says, uh, how am I going to respond to Bray? I'm, I'm going I'm to give him a chance. I'll give him an attitude adjustment. Yeah. Um, and Cena doesn't think... He says, "Oh, why did why did you accept the brace? Why did you accept the fiend's challenge?" Cena Primitive says, "Oh, I'm all about the future." Yeah, but Bray's not the future. Mm-hmm. He says, "List bunch of the talent that he thinks is the future: Drew, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, Champa, Champa." Yeah. Um, and uh, Cena says, "I want to invest in people who earned it each and every day." I Cena says, "I accept the Bray's challenge because he wants to take Bray out of the equation." Then this isn't going to be a match. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be a violent. It's going to be a fight. He's going to take out. Take the most one of the most uh, overhyped superstars in existence and take him out. Yeah, he's interrupted by Bray, not on the Tron. He's hanging out by the barricade. Yeah, he starts laughing. Good. He's like, yeah. ha, ha, ha. he's <laughs> laughing, and it says, uh, despite what all you said about me, seeing all the, the the hurtful things you said about me, it's great to see you. Looks like you're doing well. You, you know, you're doing stuff in Hollywood. You, you still got, got a great the, movie quarter, man. You still got the muscles. Yeah, you get two or three beautiful women. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, you got all these great girlfriends and everything, man. Yeah. And it says, Cena, you got me all wrong. Uh, I'm not sick. You are. He knows that uh, the reason Cena came back had nothing to do with the future is that he can't say no to the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter who he has to bury to get that spotlight. He fiends for it. Do you think, yeah, that was a good line. Do you think he should have brought up the very specific times in Cena's career where he did bury people? Maybe he should like have said Nexus. Nexus. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, six years ago at Mania, Cena took something from me. Um, he's thought about it so much, he wanted to push his hands into his skull and smash his brain or something like Just that. Just for five minutes of peace. Just for some peace. This was a really this great really, promo. Because the entire promo. time, he's looking down at the ground and sort of pacing yeah. until, the very, the, until the punctuation, and he mm-hmm. looks Cena dead in the eyes. Yeah. He said, then he stopped fighting the voices inside his head and started listening to him. And that's when the peace came, and that's when uh, essentially the Funhouse was born. Yeah. Um, 
He says, Cena broke Bray. The Fiend put me back together. And at Mania, it's going to be a slaughter. Cena just doesn't know it yet. And then he goes, John, let me in. Let me in. It was really good. Yeah, it was terrific. It was a good. really good. Fantastic. If, if you usually just, I'll say this. If you usually just watch us, because some people have said this. If you just watch us in lieu of watching SmackDown, I would suggest you watch SmackDown because it's highly entertaining. It was a really even, fun show. even like we can't really do it justice. It was a fun show. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. And this might be the one time where we get that because they they'll probably stiffen up a little bit. Yeah. But this was a really fun. Yeah, this show. might kind of be lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Diddly Doodler has a question here. Uh, probably should have waited for an ask Stephen Larson, but had this on my mind. I thought I would ask it now. Mad scientist busts through your door. Says he has a time machine that works perfectly, and he wants you guys to grab someone from history and show them our modern world. But he tells you to prevent any butterfly effect shenanigans you would have to abduct someone who is about to die and once their adventure is over, you must finish them. Who do you take to the future and could you finish them off? Whoa. I have That's to, a heavy whoa. question. Jesus. No. no. I'm just going to say, listen, mad scientist, GTFO. I'm say find someone else. It's not in my constitution. I take this freaking bottle over his head. I'd say you, mad scientist, I'll take you out. No, it's not in my, I, don't, I lack the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Do something like that. Uh, oh, wait a second. So, so according to uh, God, you guys' Discord names are off the hook. Hikaru Shida, number one stand dumpster, says people on Twitter are saying that Twist of Fate is trademarked by Matt, so they're going to refer oh. to the, the Twist of Fate as a Twist of Fury. Interesting. Now. I wonder if that's true. Huh. Uh. Uh, Tony talks sick. Uh, do you see how Triple H is shooting on his demotion? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, Alex Foster, do you guys think Roman's reaction tonight was a bad sign? I just worry for him and his push. He got no reaction tonight. That's usually he get a lot of crowd, uh, cheers. You get some booze. There's a mixed reaction. No reaction there tonight. There was zero reaction. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest. Though. I, I do think that his... Look, he's fighting Goldberg. So, I'm not sure what exactly he's going to bring to it. But I mean, yeah, his his segment tonight was probably the lead, it was like the most underwhelming segment. But that's because it was just a straight up interview. Yeah, and I'm not sure really what more they could have done. Like have Triple H do it. Hey, you know. Hey, remember the time I tried to coordinate you, but then I tried to bury you and gave you crotch chops and everybody cheered for me. Rather than you. <laughs> hey, you really gonna let this 53 year old old man uh, take you on? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, Snake Sosa, do you think the silence added? To the Fiend promo. Yeah, I yeah, think the, the empty arena. The atmosphere did wonders for that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christopher Rampersad, cheers. Steven Larson, I'm drinking Johnny Walker. It's the best SmackDown. Take out the Elimination Chamber replay. This episode, make the talents feel com comfortable wrestling and cutting promos without a crowd. Roman promo was great, and Cena was good like always. Triple H made a point during the uh, opening match that uh, a lot of Bailey's matches have yeah, yeah, took yeah. place. There, in front of, not in front of anybody, just with like other wrestlers, uh, and that's how she learned to hone her craft. Well, he also makes a point of like the old Bailey wouldn't be able to do that because yeah, 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 she yeah. was feeding off the audience their right. their their love, their admiration, their hugs. Yeah, this Bailey doesn't need that, therefore she can function in this environment better. Yeah, and it is. I mean, look, I think it is having, but this it was really. I, I'm really, I'm really regretful that he didn't go or that he couldn't go. Or that we decided he couldn't go. But, like, it was really cool. Like, when I went to the Performance Center, and every ring that they had, 
was they had there were you know several coaches or producers whatever you want to call them and they were working out their matches their upcoming matches and yeah dude these people they just have their matches and they they figure out what they're mm-hmm. gonna that's why the matches on nxt are so good because mm-hmm. they just have week, all that time to prepare get a whole week to work on them or more i mean yeah. you know they probably have this stuff plotted out for ages timothy rice what are their sporting events or tv shows would you like to be filmed at the performance center so long as triple h is heavily involved as name any god i can't i hope that he's on raw hope so uh, Rich the Smash, bro. People fight for TV time and they replay a chamber match. Wow. There's, I mean, we just don't know what the situation, what the situation is. situation is. It could be uh, a limit on number of people they can have in the building. Mm-hmm. It could be a, a, a wide variety of, of reasons. And also, I'm sure the show was pretty much uh, rewritten last minute. Um, it took a chunk out of the show. I took that as an opportunity to go enjoy some pizza. Mm-hmm. I had seen the match before. Not a huge deal. There at the bottom, I don't know if it's just me, but you th- also kind of feel like Triple H was actually just kind of venting tonight. No, no, no. He I was think that fun. I think that he was having fun, and I think he was poking fun at the idea that he was getting into motion. Yeah, the whole thing seemed like he was just having a good time. Uh, we'll throw this out here too from Thayer. He says, "Can you give a quick PSA that if any friendos have any elderly neighbors, to contact them and ask if they need anything from the store. Uh, they're the ones affected most by what's going on. The supermarket isn't the easiest place to deal with right now. God, it sucked today." I didn't even I so I went like at two thirty. I was telling you this off camera. I went at two thirty, and my Winco was. It looked like it was at usually around four thirty when it was still very manageable. At four thirty, I went back because I realized I didn't have any dish soap, and it what the lines were insane. People got off work and immediately went to Winco, and the lines were insane in mm-hmm. there. And I was like. My name's Bennett. You know the way I'm looking at it, viewing that as people taking all this seriously. Hopefully they're going out and getting their provisions, getting what they need. to So they only venture out when absolutely necessary and come right back home. You know, Steve Kerr had a good – he had like a good Twitter Twitter retweet of something. Yeah. And he said, you know, the fact that everybody's shutting everything down is kind of a testament to how society's kind of working. It's like we all realize this is bad, bad news. And at the cost of literally billions upon billions of dollars, all these TV contracts, all these sponsorships, all these tournaments and playoffs and all this stuff, uh, they're doing what's best for like for all, of us. for all of us. For all of us. You know? So I appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate same here. That. Same here. And yeah, Thayer's right. If you have uh, family members, neighbors, friends. Take care of them. Uh, who are up there in years, uh, they're the ones that are going to need special attention. Uh, during this time, help them out any way you can. For sure. Uh, TC, do you agree that it was a terrible decision to bring Jeff Hardy back in an empty arena? They could have held off on have that big pop in front of a live crowd and just don't see the rush for it. Well, well given the open-ended nature of what's going on, I'm sure when they originally booked him to show up this week, it was in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. and it was going to be uh, you know, for that pop. Circumstances intervened. What are you gonna do? Hold them off for another two months? Three, four? We don't know how long this it, yeah. it's gonna take for some semblance of normalcy to return to our lives. Yeah, especially in terms of the wrestling. So just move on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just move on with it. Uh, Ali B, not so much a question, question, but just a statement. You got to give Vince credit as the show has gone on, but man, it was weird. Yeah, but that's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I like when the W. I've always said this, man. This has been the case forever. WWE's their best when they're when things when they get thrown off their game, they adapt better than anybody. They really do. Um, Sonatus was thinking about it. Wouldn't it be interesting if for AEW or WWE they have empty arena matches? If they had the entire roster out there cheering or heckling those matches, interesting way to build story and feuds. Uh, Hangman drinking and, and crap talking Matt. Seth trying to recruit. Did you see uh, Paige's statement on Twitter? Yeah, it was great. That was fantastic. So, yeah, he's not going to be taking beer from the fans anymore. Smart. Um, so, the coolest thing about my experience at the Performance Center was, I know, well, it's rela- it's relating to this question, so I'll bring it up one last time, was, so we were watching, they, they brought us in and they gave us a three-match show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Cassius Ono versus uh, Stacy Irvin Jr., mm-hmm. the dude who left because he concussed the crap out of himself in that one match, I think, with the street props. I don't know profits. if he actually did get concussed or he just had a scare. I co- don't remember. Oh, I don't know, but that, that tumbley like, took looked bad. It looks like he, he did. Yeah, no, he, whatever it was, it freaked him out, so he left. Um, and, yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and then uh, I know there was a Lacey Lane, uh, Caden Carter match. And she fought, I forget who, and then there was another one. I got to see the Street Profits, too. Um, So anyways, 
there were they, they there was like two there was like our set of chairs for all the YouTube people, all the gamer people. And then on the other side of the ring was the entire roster of NXT mm-hmm. cheering everybody on. And they were um, obviously they were all bra- they they all asked us, "Hey, don't film this." So they were all breaking the shit out of kayfabe. Mm. You know, they're like Champa and and Gargano is like a heat of their feud. They're sitting next to each other, like palling around and stuff. Um, And so they were all, I think that AEW, AEW is known for doing things a little bit different. Yeah. For putting an interesting twist on stuff. Yeah. yeah. I am fascinated to see if there is something that they'll do. Like it, it, even if it's just like Orange Cassidy, sit, the only person sitting in yeah, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I could see that being yeah. the case. I mean, they're, they're yeah, they're gonna have to be doing the. They said that uh, apparently Daily City is off limits, or Daily uh, Daily Daily's place, Daily City. Yeah, Daily's place is yeah, off limits. The yeah. Sicilian Jacksonville close it down. Yep. Tony Khan's basement, man, it's probably huge. Well, Matt Hardy tweeted that uh, a lot of wrestling promotions have been uh, hitting up the Hardy compound. Yeah. Yeah, man. What better way to debut the exalted one? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for the show. Yep. Thanks everybody so much. Uh, tomorrow, are we going to do that? We're going to do a news brief yeah, after this. News brief, yeah. And then that'll go up tomorrow morning. Sure. And then on Sunday, we got a brand new ten yeah, for the win. Try and get that done tonight. So uh, if you're still with us, hit that like button, man. We need that hit that like button. Hit, smash it. An odd number of times. Yes, please. And uh, let's try to get this one up to 514 likes. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. If uh, if everybody who's watching this live on Twitch hits that like button, we're already halfway two. There. We're halfway there. Exactly. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.